Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Crimes of the heart. Crimes of the heart. Hello, friends, future friends, haters, and ex-lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Crimes of the Heart. I'm your host, Rory Uphold, and today... We have a really wild episode that just goes all over the place. But before I get into it, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who subscribed to this show and thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed this show. As some of you may know, I am now 100% independent and those three little things help me in very big ways. So thank you. I truly appreciate it. Okay, without further ado, today's crime is iconic, much like our guest host. She is a pop star from Australia. That's right. Today we are joined by a singer-songwriter who you may have seen during this year's Macy's Day Parade, an actress known for her role in Unpregnant, the host of Amazon's clever dating show The One Who Got Away, a dog mom, a baker, and my dear friend, I am talking about none other than Miss Betty Who. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. It's me. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Welcome to Crimes of the Heart. It's my genuine pleasure to be with you. Um, I'm so glad you finally asked me to do your podcast. I've been sitting around waiting for your phone call, so now here I am. Uh, Well, you've been so busy. This is the only way we can hang out. Yes, exactly. I know. I do feel that I often have to schedule work with my friends to be able to actually see them. So what a pleasure. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, My beautiful friend, I was telling you before we started recording, I feel like everybody has to know how beautiful I think you look today. And every day, but just being in the presence of your beauty in real time. Wow. You're invited back all the time. And also, if you could say that into the camera and just at all single men, please. Hey, gentlemen, maybe some ladies. Who knows? We're yeah. going to get into it. Oh, yeah, we will get into it. Can't wait. Yeah. Um. So this story is I chose specifically for you because it's set in Australia. Great. Can't wait. Nor. Can't wait. <laughs> Nor. Love it. <laughs> A quick disclaimer, our episodes deal with serious incidents and triggering subject matter. If you feel like at any time you need support, please do not hesitate to grab a cocktail, share this with a friend, or contact us with your own stories. We are here to listen and liberate. Contact information can be found in the show notes. The names in the following episodes have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Dun, dun, dun. I probably thought he was a bit of a bad boy and that's what attracted me and that's what killed it in the end. So we all live and we learn, don't we? (laughs) This is Kelsey. Our story takes place in 2019 in Sydney, Australia, a continent with deep crime roots, a place famously known for its convict settlements. Gangsters murderers. Sydney is the perfect backdrop for today's story because we're going to cover several crimes, a literal criminal, and one victim's iconic revenge. In order to understand the crimes that took place in 2019, we need to know some backstory. 
Meet Marcus, a Scorpio with a rebellious streak and the rap sheet to prove it. Yo, what up, man? He's been dating a girl named Lydia on and off for years, and their rocky relationship is mirrored by his rocky relationship with the law. Eventually, they break up, and Marcus cleans up his act. We met through like mutual friends. And they fell hard and fast. When we first started going out, he was a chef. Initially, Marcus had his life together. But as time goes on, he becomes more reckless and less reliable. He wasn't a very good boyfriend, not gonna lie. Kelsey relocates to be with Marcus, leaving behind her friends and family to start a family of her own. But it's not easy. And at various times, Kelsey wonders if maybe Marcus is cheating on her. But he was very like quick with deleting messages and everything like he's very good at keeping it all swept under the rug and out of the way. So there was just no hard evidence. And he's also the type of guy to take his secrets to the grave with him and he'll be buried with his secrets and no one will ever find out anything. So he's very good at that. As months pass and Kelsey gets closer to her due date, living with Marcus gets harder and harder. Yet, Kelsey stays by her man. Then, one Tuesday afternoon, Kelsey's water breaks. Marcus takes her to the hospital, where they wait overnight for Kelsey to dilate. Marcus never leaves her side. I was terrified, but it wasn't that bad for me. And eventually, their son is born. And then Kelsey's life takes a nosedive. I had a shitty boyfriend and I was living away from family. I just moved down to where he was living at. So I had no friends, nothing. I was completely alone with a new baby and I didn't know what to do. And he was a complete asshole and he was never there. So it was rough. Uh-oh. As if being a first-time mother wasn't hard enough, Marcus leaves Kelsey to fend for herself and their newborn. I was going for a really shitty time. I was pretty much homeless with my son, a baby. Then Lydia decides to enter the chat. <laughs> this girl was like trying to make it her business to message me and just say all these horrible things, whatever. She tells Kelsey that she and Marcus are back together and that they've been having an affair. What? I was pretty devastated. And rightfully so. She already knew that she'd hurt me by sleeping with my partner when she knew I was pregnant. But like she was going out of her way to message me and make up all these things to try and hurt me even more and kick me when I was down, when I was already in a really bad place. And she was going out of her way to put all of this on top of me when she already kind of knew a little bit of the situation. But she didn't stop there. As if it wasn't bad enough to tell a homeless mom that she'd been knowingly hooking up with the father of her son during their pregnancy, Lydia kept messaging Kelsey. <laughs> Just making up stuff to try and hurt me more, like saying he was with her the night before my son was born. We were literally in hospital together. So why would Lydia lie about being with Marcus the night before their son was born? In my eyes, she was like trying to take away from what should have been the best day of my life and make it about her or like associate it with the bad time for me. So that wasn't okay. Kelsey was heartbroken and she was alone and scared. But before she could confront Marcus about Lydia, Marcus was arrested. Freeze! I couldn't even confront him about it because he was in jail. Like he'd just gone to jail. So I was just waiting for him to call me so I could be like, bitch, what the fuck? Several days go by and I don't 
don't think I heard from him until a couple of weeks after. So the whole time it was just like eating me up inside and there was nothing I could do about it. And that was the most fucked up part. Meanwhile, Lydia continues to text Kelsey. To be honest, she was harassing me so much. And at the end of it, I think I literally just wanted her to leave me the fuck alone. Kelsey asks Marcus about the cheating and... It took a while for him to admit it, actually. To this day, she still doesn't know how much of what Lydia said was actually true. As I said, I did confront him about it and then he did finally admit it. So obviously I know that it was true. But how much of it was true? He said it was only a couple of times. She said it was a lot more. I'm not sure. Cheating on her once was still one time too many. And Kelsey acknowledges Marcus's part in this betrayal. They formally break up. However, they have a child together, so they remain in contact. A week goes by, and suddenly, Lydia starts to wonder where Marcus is. I was in a very toxic situation and relationship, and that definitely rubbed off on me. And I think that's why I did what I did. After admitting to sleeping with her boyfriend and openly trying to ruin their relationship, Lydia has the audacity to ask Kelsey about Marcus. She was messaging me trying to figure out where he was. So I just said, look, babe, he's dead. (gasps) And I mean, it was true because he was dead to me. And then I messaged my ex's sister straight away and was like, look, I know she's going to ask you, so just go along with it. The sister responds with, like, yeah, yeah, cool. (laughs) She went along with that. As suspected, Lydia contacts Marcus's sister about his death. And the sister confirms. She still believed it. Marcus wasn't close to his family, and he'd burned bridges with most of his friends by this point. So pretty much the only person she had to ask was the sister. There was literally no other mutual friends that she could have gotten that information from. And when asked about a death certificate, Kelsey says, I don't think she was very intelligent. Obviously not. So I think the sister was all the proof she needed. Plus, that week, Kelsey and the sister and some of their friends had like a little fake funeral and we sent her photos and yeah. On the night of the supposed funeral, me and the girls were just going out anyway. And then me and his sister kind of told the girls about it. And they were like, oh my God, let's send photos. Pretend we're at his funeral. Like, you know, we're celebrating his life and everything. So yeah, we were like sending little selfies and stuff at his funeral. And that's just how that happens. Kelsey turns to Facebook to mourn and to post, saying that Marcus is the love of her life. And he died knowing that she's always loved him and that she was going to be there forever kind of thing. Um, (laughs) And that she was sorry she couldn't be there when he died and all this stuff. In fact, Lydia continues to make tributes to Marcus to this day. I think that was like two or three years ago, but yeah, she still thinks he's dead, so. This is largely due to Marcus, who decided to cut ties with Lydia and embrace his fake death. He'd been playing dead the whole time, so he knew about it and he just decided to go along with it. In fact, I actually think he got off to it when I said that he was dead. Like, he loved it. Six months after Marcus goes to jail, Kelsey gets into a new relationship and... All of a sudden, I see her name pop up in the comments on my relationship status. And um, she was like, your so-called partner has just died six months ago and you're already in a new relationship. How could you? It's clear you never loved him. And I was like, oh girl, that's too much. 
But at one point, Kelsey has a change of heart. I'd had enough of Kim at this point, and I was like, look, just go. Like, she loves you. She wants to be with you. Just go for it. I don't want to be with you. I don't want to do this. So just go. Go have fun. And he was like, I don't want to, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want anything to do with her. So he continued on with it. That was his decision, not mine. Kelsey even tries to get them back together. I actually tried to message her then and just say, babe, he's in jail. He needs money for his buy-up. Here's his number, you know, go do that. Go give him money. But my messages were blocked at that point, so I couldn't. So I did try to do the right thing, but, you know. Which is not to say that Kelsey regrets lying to Lydia. She deserved what she got, so I don't really care about that. She knew exactly what she was doing, and she got what she wanted out of it, and then... She got what she deserved at the end of it too, so that's fine, Farmer's a bitch. And when asked if she'd do it again, Kelsey says this. I've been a petty bitch for a long time. I'm very big in giving what you receive. So if, if someone's going to fuck with me like that, I'll do it back to you 10 times over. That's not a problem with me. If you're good to me, I'm good to you. I give what I receive. And for those curious about Kelsey and Marcus, I did try to co-parent with him after that and do everything as normal, mature adults would do. But he's pretty incapable of doing that. So that didn't work out either. And now he's back in jail. However, Kelsey admits that she's grown a lot in the last three years and feels miles away from the girl who once threw a fake funeral. This feels like it was so long ago that I kind of even put it out of my head. I'm definitely happy now. I've been single for a while now, but never been happier, to be honest, so. When asked for any final thoughts on Lydia, Kelsey offers this. Calm as a bitch, I have no regrets. I'm, obs- I'm I think I'm obsessed with her. I mean, iconic. Because there's so many twists and turns in that story. Do you know what I mean? Right? Like it really went a couple ways, and you I did. wasn't totally sure how I was going to end up feeling. But I think I'm I very much condone the you are crazy to me. You've put the stakes up here, right. so now I am matching you. One hundo wild vibe. Hundo. Wild energy. The idea of a fake funeral, that is so genius. It's so funny how the universe sort of set her up for it too. She wasn't, it wasn't like super malicious. The calling the sister is definitely the action that she took to like double down on it. But they were all out. She wasn't even like, let's go do this. They were all out talking about it and then pretended to be, to do the thing. And then the friends all go along with it. And it's like, it just takes it to the next level. But it doesn't feel like she's the crazy, but by any means in this scenario, do I think that she is insane? I'm like, oh, no. the situation you're in is insane. And you acted really accordingly, especially at the end when she's like, I tried to be a mature adult because I just want to take care of my kid. Yeah. And then she was blocked. It's so funny that it's she's so like, babes, I really don't want him. Please. Like he take needs help. Him. Go for it. You love him. And she couldn't and even get through. And to this day, that woman still makes tributes. Wow. Lydia's still making tributes on Facebook. You know what, Lydia? Lydia fought for her man, I guess, <laughs> she is really, what we're going to say about she that. She really dug her heels in. She really did. She she said, R.I.P. Blessings. <laughs> Blessings up to this man. By the way, I wonder if she would have fought as hard for him had he not been dead, fake dead. Mm, like if he was back in jail and she was like, oh, right. you're a piece of shit. 
actually. Or just the, the idea of him not being around makes him more attractive. Of course. When you can't have something, you want it the most. Yeah. So that it's kind of, everyone's a saint in death. So maybe it, she really did everybody a favor by like getting this guy off the hook. Not Epstein. No. I'm sorry. Just I feel like there's, there are a few caveats. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, I'm with you. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Um, I was watching, actually, my husband hasn't seen that documentary on Netflix, oh, Filthy Rich. Oh, wait. So you're, we're acknowledging the husband. I did get a DM. Oh, you got a DM. jump to the Oh, sure. The jump to a question. Oh, sure thing. Are Zach, Zach and yes. Betty married? Yes, big time. We we did a little um a little secret. It wasn't even a secret. We just we decided that we wanted to be married and we're gonna have a wedding when I'm rich. Do you nice. know what I mean? Filth speaking of Jeffrey Epstein. Filthy rich. <laughs> Sad. This is going to get on the wrong Whoa. side of the internet. Yeah, we got we to gotta get it back, this back. Walk it back, walk it back. Um, I, yeah, we'll have a wedding when I'm freaking rich and awesome. Even if I'm 75. I think that's so dope. Our kids will be there. Our grandkids could be there and just have the biggest party of our freaking lives. I love um, that. Courthouse. Yeah, we, we, was, we actually we were standing at my parents' kitchen table. And we had a guy that I knew from high school who was an ordained minister. He came and he stood at the table and he was like, Zach, nice to meet you. I haven't seen you in 10 years since high school, but you seem... Both both really good. Do you take each other happy wedding is basically what we did. We His parents that. and my parents were there. That's so cool. And it was just like, cool, put a ring on the finger and let's like stop building our life. And then when we're like looking around being like, we have all this expendable income because we're rich and fabulous, then we'll throw the potty that we really want to when it's time. I think it's a cool plan. I think it's such a cool plan. Yeah. I want to throw like a, well, oh no. a funeral themed wedding, but I, I think that's going to be a hard sell. <laughs> I do love the death of your single yes, life. Yes, yes, that's so what I want to do. Yes, the funeral before <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. wedding is like Maybe that's your bachelorette party is a funeral yeah and you have to like talk about i have know. a few hurdles like i don't know who, who? you have to find someone to marry who? first yeah. totally totally <laughs> So do you relate to this at all? Have you ever been cheated on? Not in such a betrayal, like like in college, there was one guy who I actually was, he really, he really bamboozled me because he was so nice and so funny. He's one of the sweet, oh, a no, nice no, guy. Oh, no, 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 no. The ultimate catfish I know. is the nice guy TM. Yes. I, ha- I got Nice guys I got are hit. a scam. I got hit, bitch. Oh, yeah. And man, oh, man. And I really, I thought that we where we were spending all this time together and he was he had just graduated and so he was sticking around he had a performance he had to be around school and then he was like I don't want to do long distance you know I'm I'm moving to LA and he was like I think we should just call it because I don't want to hurt anybody and I was like totally I really like you and I like you as a friend as well and it's fine spend like days at a time in my apartment half the time he was living with me the other half of the time he was with another lady I I believe that's what I was told he didn't even tell you no we never talked about it he left school and and they were dating long distance (laughs) stop and she was at school still and he was dating her and I was like oh sick five dude cool 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 vibe for me do you ever do you ever talk about it write about it yeah I mean I I very much talk about all of the pain all so much of my music is therapy for sure and I think I have often prophesized feelings before I totally know what they are Mm. um in a song so I'll write music and I'll look back at it and be like whoa whoa I was really in it oh I didn't realize I had feelings yeah yeah um and so that it kind of is like a rangefinder for me if I'm like this just came out of me Mm. whoa this is going deeper than maybe I was like allowing myself to in my sort of like conscious brain subconscious creative brain is like where all my deep feelings are and so I often look to back at the songs and I'm like interesting I really didn't stop thinking about that and it's also fun sometimes to just use the story as as the song and so like there's Mm -hmm. a song called Dreaming About You on my first album that a friend of mine who knows that story listened to it was like oh that's oh it's just what happened that's just what happened that's the story and I was like yeah 
Yep. That's that's it. That's, that's just the story. story. Yeah. Yeah. So are you into revenge? I'm a Libra. So I'm, no, no, you're too balanced for that, babe. I'm a Sag uh, yo, with a Scorpio yeah, moon. You've got a wild vibe. I <laughs> know that about you. Zach is a Sag, which oh, is why yeah, I, I think you two really love yeah, each yeah, other yeah, and do, bond. You do. have a good, a nice, a nice vibe. He is obsessed with you. He's so happy. I, I'm, I'm with I, you. Yeah. I also will have to come back to the fact that your husband basically helped me in like a revenge photo shoot. Oh yeah. I remember I showed up at your door crying because yes. I had broken up with a guy and then. At the train state at the, su- the subway. Yeah, in New York. He broke up with me <sighs> at the subway as the train was coming. It ended. The doors closed. And I'm like crying just- <laughs> as I head uptown. And I was like, this is like a movie, but I don't like it. It's yeah, a bad but one. But it feels bad. And then yeah, I do remember that. He cheated on me. Yeah. I didn't realize, but he had a whole ass other secret girlfriend who is now one of my good friends, Alana. <laughs> Full circle, who's now one of my besties. I love, I do love, see, the thing I was hoping for, I love a foes to friend, Mm. like frenemies to like sisters storyline arc is one of my favorites where it's like, hey, this isn't about us. He's a piece of shit. Right. We should band up. But don't you think Lydia was, she knew that Kelsey was pregnant? No, Lydia was And that they were together. It was already, the second I heard her actions, I was like, Lydia be wildin', this is not, we're not gonna get like a Thelma and Louise out of this situation. No, that's, it seems, she. Yeah, her villain arc. Special place in hell for women who do that to other women. It's a really aggressive move, especially when kids are involved, it's a whole different ballpark. Like that's the other thing is I'm 31 now, so wild, it's so weird. My friends are starting to have babies and it's like. crazy, right? Stakes are different. Responsibility for people's hearts is different. You're not. I'm not 22. I've I've hurt my fair share of people. You because, have. Oh, big time. Because what? because I throw my weight around and I'm love to be confident and lovable and I'm like everybody be obsessed with me. I need this. And mm-hmm. then someone's like I'm obsessed with you and I'm like ooh, but I'm not obsessed with you. I just wanted you to feel that way because it feels good to me. Are you sure you're not a Sagittarius? I know <laughs> it is very relatable. I feel like we do share that that quality. Yeah. But I I you know it took me a long time and I'm still I still try to figure it out all the time to so be revenge. responsible. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm not a revenge gal. I'm in the era. I never really have been, but especially now I'm in an era where I'm like, that's so embarrassing for you. Ooh. Oh, that hurt. You know? When you said that, that hurt. I felt that. You know? It's so embarrassing Oh, that's you. how you're behaving? That's so sad, you sweet, angry baby who needs a parent, and I'm not that parent. And that's really embarrassing for you, and I'm, you can sit in that for a while. I'm good. Which I think is like, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's there's a stinger in there for sure. My thing is, and I just said this to a guy, oh, I'm not angry. I'm just not attracted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not being nice to you because I think you're hot. Well, <laughs> no. I was like, oh, you were such a babe until your behavior changed. And now I'm just mm. not attracted. Mm, I'm not in on this anymore. It's a boner killer. Yeah, for sure. Guys really do not love it when I say it's a boner killer. Yeah. Doesn't work for me personally. Sorry, doesn't work for me. I'm like all dried up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's. I what's like your, the that's what's so your, embarrassing like, um, for you. What's your oh my god that's so embarrassing for you is like is really if someone said that to me because I don't feel shame or embarrassment very often because I like to again I'm like I'm letting go I'm like it happened whatever like mm-hmm. I, if I make myself feel worse I'm not going to suffer twice I suffered once through the experience I don't need to sit here and make myself feel 10 that's million times worse. That's like the best worse. breakup advice. I've already I've suffered once I'm not going to do it again I'm not going to do it twice I'm not going to live in it I'm out. So when someone then something I hate when people do big no no for me special oh my god if ooh, 
who, if a man ever does this to me, instantly I'm like, I'm, I will actually fight you. I'm bigger than you. I will literally fight you. <laughs> is if I'm having a good time and someone, it makes other people uncomfortable, my amount of joy, my level of ability to enjoy myself and be loud and have fun with my friends. I literally don't give a fuck what you think. If you're like, you're you're clearly having a good time. I'm like, and it's so embarrassing that you can't. You know what I mean? Like, this is about you and your inability to come to where I am, to meet me where I am. Don't try to pull me back down because I'm my vibration is up here. And I think that that is so targeted toward women, mm. especially on social media. Mm. I feel like so many people, women and men and non-binary, are shitting on women on social media. Who cares if it's cringe? Mm. I mean, also, everybody's cringe. Everybody's cringe. And the people who think that they're really cool are more cringe to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I think something that really uh, my 20s taught me is that I am not cool. In that is that, and therein lies the thing that makes me really cool. Is right. that I'm You're like, like, I don't even rock care. and roll. I'm yeah. not, I'm not trying to be anything. I know, I know what we're doing here. I'm like a girl who went to high school in Michigan, and like, I didn't grow up in fashion, so I like don't own like ugly Balenciaga sunglasses that look super cool on you, and I'm literally obsessed with it. But it's like. When I go there, I often, I feel like such an imposter. And I think the thing that's way cooler is being yourself. And so if you're like a goose who's uncool and you're like, this is who I am. Like, I feel so afraid now to share parts of myself that I think would be so mm. impactful because people are so judgmental and, and instantly want to make fun of something or say why it's wrong or whatever. Do you think Zach helped you with that? Zach has been the most supportive person in my entire life about my identity, about my soul, who I really am. Yeah. Like I've never felt less I've judged that. by a person yeah. in my life, which I think is ultimately what has really made our relationship lost is because yeah. I've gone through so much transition and change and growth. And he has sort of always been like what whatever makes you happy I love you literally no matter what it doesn't imp Im impinge upon his wow. masculinity or his sense of self he's always like I'm me I'm awesome whatever you want to do makes you awesome I love you no matter what we'll figure it out that is so fascinating so to me simple, because it's but it's so beautiful it's so beautiful and it is one of the questions I had was that you play around with gender in terms of your style and I'm so interested because I feel like there's something about me that is so intrinsically feminine mm. in the stereotype typical sense I, I see that I sense that in you energetically not just physically and all and the way you present but I think totally. there's, there's an energy within you and that I is like kind of woman sure I think it's the tits <laughs> <laughs> but and I feel comfortable in that and I lead with that because I think I'm comfortable in that but it is so fascinating to me because I've thought well what if I had to cut my hair off mm. there's little things Power. that are so yeah. dumb yeah but they make such a big impact yeah. and I do think that it's so amazing that you are in a relationship where you can play around with both the masculine and feminine energies yeah. and not have to worry about how that affects your partner. Yeah, and I, and something that, you know, when I've compared, of course, when you're in a, a long-term relationship, you look around and I, I often, especially like for the art, for the song, mm -hmm. I think about what would a life be like with that person? Mm -hmm. It's not like, I'm not trying to like emotionally cheat every day. There are books written about this. You just look at other people's lives and you put yourselves in their shoes for a second, even just as a storyteller to be like, sure. what is that like? You know, yeah. like, what would that be like? What would that feel like? And and every time I do that with my relationship, when I think, oh, what would a life be like with that person? The number one thing that I always come back to that I genuinely believe I couldn't find anywhere else in the purity that I found it with Zach is the ability to feel seen and not feel judged or like I have to make myself smaller to make you more comfortable. Oh my God, that's going to make me cry. Because that is the number one thing that I have done in relationships is change myself or clip my own wings wow. to make the other person feel more seen, more comfortable. You know, it's like I had a relationship where someone saw me at a show. 
and they were talking to me after and they got it was one of the best shows of my life to that date and I walked off stage shining and of course I come back to my relationship and they are not doing well mm. and I was like oh my god what's happening which always that was a pattern in this relationship is every time something really good was happening to me they would get really pulling you down yeah or just like they would all of a sudden I'd be like what's wrong like birthday party everybody's talking to me and I'm not giving them all of my attention and then we get home and they're bummed out and I'm like what's mm. your what's your deal and you know I'm 22 or something so it's hard to see it for what it is at the time you're just like you seem upset what's wrong this you know? is crazy because I feel like this is like when I met you yeah or because you a couple a couple years before but yeah I met you right kind of as you and Zach were not official things mm. were we, we had we there had was just, another person yes yeah there was a dance we were all doing there was a dance yeah a lot of dancing yeah. to find one another yeah but that's yeah. what I mean by like I've seen you really kind of ground and settle in a way that is exciting as a friend and also as somebody that is wildly single like <laughs> but no I do, it's interesting I do I do think about the relationship I have with Zach and, and so many ways like as we get older I think of it so much as a partnership you know we, we talk about work all the time we talk about our lives and how we want them to be we really support each other in that way we're not so isolated from each other because we work together and yeah. also something that we are always trying to figure out how to do better and it's not something that's easy for couples and a lot of couples cannot do it but I, I do how have you like what have you do you guys work on communication oh my god the conversations <laughs> we have the hours that we spend trying to make each other feel heard mm. um, wait trying to make each other feel heard, not trying to make yourself feel heard. Trying to meet the other person where they are and turn off our judgment ears or like our me, me, me ears and go, I'm trying to hear what you're hearing and all I can think about is what I feel. I mean, and that it's is like, so clutch. That is probably our the thing that we are constantly working on right now is just trying to figure out because I've set my life up on purpose to be about me all the time. <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> You love it. I'm not in a band for a reason. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's a, that's a choice. Because I go, I want to be responsible for myself. For sure. I want to be my own boss. I want to make all the decisions for better and for worse. And so when you're then talking about work with someone, your instinct for me is to be like, I'm the boss. I don't care what you think. This is what I need. Get it done. Right. And when you're talking to your husband or partner, that is not a respectable way yeah. to treat somebody. Probably, you know, there's a nice way to be always. But yeah. especially when you're dealing with years of history history and like it's often about stuff that we have yet to resolve from when we were really young together and it's mm. like this thing comes up all the time and this is from 2015 and like we're still talking about it um I think that's a pattern in relationships that we are we are definitely not immune to yeah we're not perfect at it you know we're still trying to figure it out I love that I mean I think that anybody that says they figured it out is lying yeah they're headed for a cliff I would love to be like Des and, and Lucy power couple wasn't wasn't that like super abusive in the romanticized movie <laughs> that I've seen about Des and Lucy it seems like they're a power oh, okay. couple and they really like my bad take care of each other movie. yeah i really liked the uh aaron sorkin i love lucy movie okay got it. i just i think of us as being able to run our own separate lives support each other be able to stick up for each other we have a really amazing foundation and it's been a long time i never i literally couldn't have imagined myself being less of the person who like met someone when they were 23 and was with them forever i honestly can't see that for you either it's so wild this is i'm gonna take a real sharp left turn because i did google you great which is such a weird so funny. thing to do for friends but I was like uh, I guess I better do some homework wow. and I didn't know that you weren't always publicly out yes well 
I've never. I don't think I've ever publicly come out. No, oh, okay. I've never had a do you moment. Do it. I mean, I'll tell. I tell everybody all the time. I identify as queer. That's my thing. I like. I know because I met you. Yeah. And you were like, you're a queer yes. person. <laughs> you just instantly felt it within me. No, but it, it was just a conversation. So when I saw this, I think an article in 2018, like mm. somebody came at you on Reddit or, or something. Yeah. Yes. And wow. then you were like, look, I don't feel like I owe this to anybody. Yeah. But I've been in love with men and women. So like. So. Well, the older I get, the gayer I get, which is really interesting. Probably because I'm constantly having that conversation with myself, which I, I sounds like you were having when you're talking about yourself and your femininity and your womanhood. I often look at myself and I'm like, do I like to dress this way because it's how I like to dress or because I think that men will find me attractive? Mm. Is that important to me? Right. If it is, cool. That's It's all yeah. fine. It's all safe as long as I'm making the decision about who I want to be and how I want to present myself. Also, it's a real rangefinder for me because the people that are still attracted to me when I'm in my boy get up, which mm-hmm. is how I usually walk around through life now. Sure. Women, I definitely have more <laughs> experience with. But when men talk to me and find me attractive and I'm in a, a men's suit, I'm not in like a sexy women's cut suit. I'm in a, For sure. I look better in my suit than they do. And when men come to speak to me and are not intimidated by me, it's such a, ra- I'm like, you're awesome. That's such mm. a rangefinder for me. It cuts out all the, you know, Noise. the drivel. I'm not interested in having conversations and, and meeting people who are fundamentally so Rigid. toxic that they yeah. couldn't, they can't see me for who I am in this space and realize this is actually more authentic to me. More like I sh- I'm more interesting now. You should want to have a conversation with me more. I've had a lot of really beautiful moments with people, men and women, who have seen me. I was at Kesha's place for a, we were watching the first two episodes of her TV show, Conjuring Kesha, and mm. I'm in the second episode. And it was the last thing that I filmed before I went kind of like underground, made my record, came out much more genderless. Sure. And so I'm in a corset and a little skirt and boots and I like my outfits on the show. I think I look cute. I'm wearing makeup and lashes and I look really pretty. And at Kesha's place, I'm wearing whatever, same thing I'm wearing sure. now. I just yeah. look like me now, yeah. how I feel. And this random woman came up to me and she was like, you look really different in the show. And I was like, yes, I get your subtext. I know what mm-hmm. you mean. Yes, I do. And she was like, whatever's happening now, I know nothing about you. I've never met you. This feels really right. I just wanted to tell you that. Wow. And I was like, me, single tear, like, thank you for validating my gender identity, strange lady I've never met at Kesha's house. What a wild experience. And so I've had a lot of moments like that with people, my parents, people that really mattered to me without me having to be like, I am having to come with to you. And I've just, I've tried, I try to be mm. before I talk about it. This is a question that I got. Yeah. Somebody wrote this in and I'm just going to ask it now because it's related. Okay. So she asked, is it possible to question your sexuality until you have actual experience to gauge off of? Mm. I think it's, oh, it's a really great question because I find myself constantly, I think that the naming of self yeah. in my queerness has been really difficult to, I've always felt a little in the middle Hmm. and I was talking to my friend about it and she was like I think she was like oh you mean you're outside of the gender binary and I was like well yeah and she's like that's what non yes that you're saying that it's not that's what non-binary is and I was like oh you're like all right oh a word that makes me feel seen like oh okay and that was a really like interesting you know, framing shift in my head. But I think about this all the time because I've been married to a man for so long. Right. And it's been a long time since I've been with a woman because I haven't been with anybody outside of Zach. Been, yeah, cheated. Yeah. yeah. And it's really... Although, man, what a way to drop that bomb. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> She's like, except wow. for that one time. Oh, man. Oh, man. I can't think of... Yeah, wow. Can't think of a worse oh, thing. Oh, man. He would really be so... And also, by the way, like, I think... I would be so hurt. I think that... Oh. 
Oh, and the more that I'm married to Zach, the more that I cannot imagine a world in which I would try to hurt him. Yeah. And like we've yeah, hurt each other that. a lot for sure. many years because that's what you do when you're young and stupid and you're trying to figure it out. And we did so much of that. And now the one of the number one priorities in my life is to try to hurt him as little as possible because I'm sure it'll happen again because mm. people are selfish and we're dumb and don't think about things before we do them sometimes. Of course. But a huge priority in my life in general is to be like, I cannot put you in a position to feel pain that is my actual, like I made a bad decision decision. But back to the question, I do think that questioning your sexuality forever is okay. Yeah. I think that the definitive this is who I am and it's not going to be like when I look at pictures of myself, I know that gender expression is different than sexuality. But as an example, when I look at pictures of myself from two years ago to let alone five years ago, I am actually like, who the fuck is that? Truly, who is that person? I have no recognition of her. And that's like gender dysphoria and all this stuff is kind of like layered onto it. I understand that. But I feel that way about when I think about me in high school, being in relationships, dating women in high school, because everybody was gay at my high school. Love and arts school, where like the main population of people is gay. And like, if you're straight, you're an outsider. For sure. And so at school, I was never like, I am a bisexual woman. I was just like, I know. I don't think anybody ever really talked about it. Like it was so kind of normal. Yeah. And that's beautiful. But then I got out into the real world where everybody's like, I'm straight. Labeled and marked. Or I'm gay. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, I still, I I still struggle with it and I think it's totally fair to be on the fence about the way that you are expressing yourself or what you're sharing with people about who you are. And there is a lot of pressure to put a word on it and put yourself in a box that everybody can be like, what are you? How do I conceptualize you? Yeah. And so you're supposed to say, this is this is it. And so that's like the queer is the word that I feel is the most open. Because I also am always super thoughtful about taking up a space in an LGBTQIA sure. space yeah. married to a man. I understand that that's probably going to annoy some people. Well, I identify as being straight. I mean, nobody really asks me and I don't really care. <laughs> But I mean, I've hooked up with women and how does it, it doesn't, it's just like, it's not the same for you. You mean hooking up with women? Yeah. So what's really interesting is I I went out to dinner with my friends, Carly and Robbie, if they're listening, hello. They took over my, one of my dating profiles and put it to women. Obsessed. And then I forgot about it. And then, you know, had all these matches with women. And what's so interesting is navigating that space. I just didn't find any of the women attractive. Yes. I totally know what you mean. Um, Whereas I can do that with men and I feel, I I, I get it. I'm like, oh, I'm a attracted to that person I'm not attracted to that person it's like instant you just know it's in your gut I know but if you were to tell me right now oh you're totally gonna have a girlfriend by the end of this year I wouldn't be like that's the craziest thing no no and it's just been a very long time since I've hooked up with women so when I look at that question I I mean, I'm not really questioning my sexuality because I don't think a lot about it. I just personally don't. Life kind of happens to me and then I figure it out. But But that's maybe what the question is about is it's like life hasn't happened to me yet. And I'm trying to figure out how do I identify and and put a word on myself before I want to say that I'm bisexual or queer. No, she, you know, this person hasn't identified themselves. Well, but, it, her name is Chelsea. Oh, hi, Chelsea. And okay. I will say she also said this. People find it odd that I'm 30 and I have no relationship history. Should I lie? Also, how do I find the confidence to attempt a relationship when I've never even been kissed? Mm-hmm. So she was also... In that question about sexuality, all of it, I think it's just a maybe an insecurity around a lack of experience. I totally understand and and can have so much compassion. And I think it's such a scare because the further the further along you get, the scarier it becomes from Mm -hmm. when you haven't done it. And so I completely have so much love and patience. And and I think you should have love and patience for yourself in that scenario because not everybody relates. You know, most people won't relate. And that then feels more isolating. And Mm -hmm. so that's hard. I think lying is a no-no always. I'm not into liars. 
I often, a phrase that I say often is I'm like, who lies? So you've never cheated? I have never in this, the the way that we're talking about where it's like, I have a secret relationship and whatever. You know what I mean? Like I have had moments where I've been like, this thing happened and we have to talk about it because like the heat of the moment I got, I was like, whatever. Okay. Which I've had those conversations. Sure. But I do think that, I think that it's nobody's journey but your own. Mm -hmm. I think lying about anything just to make yourself seem more whatever is like. Palatable. I can understand not wanting to like share. I don't know. I think often when you're in this position safety is a huge part of it and so do I would be scared of lying to somebody man or woman about it being my first time because what if it's really horrific and you know mm. like they aren't using care or caution with you because you need to be taken care of and loved cautiously and feel safe also I respect being like that is so crazy because my first time doing anal I didn't I told the person it wasn't my first time oh so you were sometimes just like, I just don't want to deal with I get it the intensity around a thing however I if mean like I feels good to you sure by the way if you're confident enough if we're talking about like how do I find the confidence (laughs) to talk about this stuff whatever it's like if you're lacking confidence in that space sometimes lying can make you feel less like yourself less seen more vulnerable I would agree with that and I think for me it was a choice that I actively made in the moment and I'm like oh no no no, I'm cool yeah and I had already been slutty so like you know and to me I don't think slutty is I own slutty like I love slutty that's not so too it's sexual revolution it's 2023 like we're over it at this point for sure Everybody can do whatever, whatever literally they whatever do, they want. Which I was also, Have I you think... seen Pornhub? Have you seen the fetish sections? Whatever you're into, someone else has made a porn so about that thing. Yeah, so it's like, you're cool, dude. You're so But also here. I think part of being sex positive is also saying like, listen, if you don't ever want to have sex or you're you're 30 and you have never kissed somebody, like that's okay too. Yeah. And I guess my thing would just be like, maybe start talking about it more. Yeah. Or ask your friends to set you up. Yeah. Or just baby steps. Go on a yeah. dating app and just just commit to one date. I sort of forced a friend. That's going to sound bad, but I I did I did like threaten my friend. I was like, "Listen, it's been 7 years. You need to get back out there." Yeah, but sometimes we need a push. Yeah. And and that's, you know, again, it's case by case and so it's hard and now to she has say. A boyfriend. See? It's hard to say when you don't know somebody, obviously. Yeah. But the other thing that I will say is nothing means as much as you think it does. Ever. Everybody's selfish. Yes. Everyone's thinking about themselves. Nobody is sitting around thinking about some small interaction they had with someone they don't know that well in the way that we think that they are. Yeah. It is truly not that high stakes. It didn't it didn't matter that much. And that's like something I as I get older and I keep looking back, I'm like it didn't it didn't matter as much as I felt like it mattered. The five rule. Will this bother you in 5 minutes? Mm. 5 months, 5 years. If the answer is no, let it go. It's really fine. It's really fine. And so I think you're like cool, I'm going to find someone at this bar tonight and I'm going to make out with them and it might be super weird and you could literally walk up to half the drunk people on a Friday night at some young person's place of establishment where they mm-hmm. hang out I don't go to those places so I don't know what it would a discotheque whatever a we're calling it these days are, are, you don't know you go what to a bar, bar is you go to a bar and half the people in there at 11 p.m. if you walk up to someone you're like hey you want to make out they would say yes I have for sure done that one million percent yeah. that's a sick vibe so yeah. like know that you have all the power I guess is my real advice yeah always say that I it's mean not for anybody else to take it's very much you and your ability to put yourself out there and if you're not comfortable and if it makes you sick doing it don't force it it's just like be be kinder to yourself I often think these situations like it can get it can go along so far where you haven't you know you get so afraid of this thing and then it just keeps not happening and it makes you feel worse it's like I know what that cycle 
castle in your head is like and then you're stuck in it and it's like my friend be nice to yourself it's really you're so BYOBF be your own best friend you're really okay you're beautiful and fabulous and have have an amazing life and you aren't lacking for anything because you haven't done this thing in your life yet like it's just a part that you haven't explored and you will when you're ready and it's okay yeah I also think you have relationships you have friendships romantic relationships are just an iteration of that it's all the same yeah and the the deeper I love my friends that I'm not in romantic relationships Mm -hmm. with the more I realize it's all coming from the same place yes the same love I feel for Zach I I have it lives in the same like really small box in my heart that is only for the best people and I I understand now I think I didn't realize that and I thought it was really different you have to give different people different parts of yourself and I don't think that that's true anymore I fully agree with that so have you ever stayed in a bad relationship I am someone who the second I know what I want it can take me a really long time to figure out what I want Mm. and so I'll sit in something for a long time because I don't know what the right answer is but the second I know what I want I cannot sit on it I have to take action about that thing that's interesting and so I've stayed in relationships probably longer than I should have because I was trying to figure it out trying to figure out I don't think I want this but I don't know why and I don't I don't have the answers yet and so I'm not going to make any rash decisions and then the second that I'm like oh I want out then I have to I'm instantly have you ever taken back a cheater cheating hasn't been a a huge um it's interesting I think that cheating it like is such a betrayal for some people for specific reasons Mm. and I think why so um I've been cheated on so many times so that's why I'm so curious you're like this is I think probably because of that then you're like this is a huge deal breaker no-no for me like Mm. if I even see you texting another girl I will flip my fucking lid actually I'm like I think the problem is I might be just too chill see that's really interesting. I, I don't care. I'm like, oh, I have really great male friendships that I would never in a million years cross the line with. So you should have really great female friendships. Yeah. And if you tell me that you're working late at night, you're working late at I'm night because you. I trust you. So I think I've got myself into trouble with that. Do you think that there's a, do you think the pattern of being cheated on so many times, like, is it the same type of guy over and over again? Is it just like, what's the... I was going to make a joke. I was going to be like, yeah, it's like tall, brown hair, <laughs> looks Jewish, is Jewish, uh, comedy guy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh, no, I've actually dated like every ethnicity and... Every kind of person under the sun. Well, I mean... And they all cheat on you. <laughs> no, that makes no, me... No, so, no. I'm going to kill everybody. Do you know what I mean? Well, first of all, you... We went on vacation with one of my boyfriends. I'm still really good friends with him. Yes. He did not cheat. No, so there's... I've had incredible relationships with guys that didn't. I will say common denominator is long distance. Of course. I think that's really hard no matter what. And then a few happened after. So I got cheated on and then the pattern repeated. And I think what I didn't do was stop and heal mm. from the pain. Mm. And instead, I jumped into relationship where I got cheated on and lied to every day for... Mm six months too long and then it happened again mm. and it was shorter same person no different all person. different people yeah but I think do you think it's like an energy thing you're like I just got cheated on and so every guy who wants to cheat on you is like you my next victim like so what kind of Why? kind of I think there's two things I think we seek to repeat the patterns that we know and we have to learn a lesson and I think and if we don't resolve keeps... certain traumas they'll keep coming back to us I do think and it's that not because right I that. wanted it it's because no. it was comfortable totally it was it was familiar I would never imply that you were putting yourself in a position to like, I think relationships were always just literally trying to figure it out. Yeah, but I mean, I did put myself there. So it's, uh, yeah. So I think that's kind of what it is. And it's a weird thing where I do think I've never cheated. I've obviously been the other woman unknowingly. Mm, I've been the other woman knowingly before. Oh, you have? Yeah. 
Especially because, you know, I've been in a relationship with Zach since I was 23. So, yeah. so many of my like salacious stories literally happened 10 years ago. Sure. So it's actually kind of fun to yeah, talk about. Great. It doesn't feel like spooky or scary to talk about it. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, mine was last Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's freaking go. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's that thing we were talking about earlier, which is me wanting the attention. I found I was in a pattern for a while of every guy that I met had a girlfriend and was obsessed with me and was in an unhappy relationship and saw me as like, this is what I could have if I got out of that. That relationship mm. and so I had three or four people that all of whether I hooked up or had sex with them or whatever it was something happened between me and several men exclusively that I look back at and I'm like oh it's it's so strange that that time in my life was basically me feeling like everybody was like why don't you have a boyfriend you're so amazed can I ask you a really personal question sure were you feeling really insecure at that time I at this is what I'm getting at I'm wondering if what you really wanted was to be chosen 100% so I think that's that was a pa- it was a pattern in high school for me to always super close relationships with my male friends or like people in my life who I thought could be something to me and they chose somebody they always were with somebody else they mm. always had a different girlfriend and but then I would be the surrogate girlfriend emotionally all of the stuff so I definitely think that coming out of high school through college and in that time of my life before I sort of settled down in this really long-term relationship that a lot of my experiences were me feeling like I have so much to give and I'm really open and I love attention and I want people to like me mm. and so I'm talking to these people who were like I need out and I'm like I'll get you out yeah. I'm look at what we could have look, isn't it me, so yeah pick life. me a hundred percent taking it too far by then letting that person step out of their relationship and being a part of something that could hurt people that I'm not proud of obviously did you feel guilty not enough probably <laughs> but I was really young you <laughs> know so I just honest I love really it. I mean it probably not guilty enough I I really I was so young honestly as somebody and that's also been fuck, cheated it's on a there, lot it's his fucking I choice was just gonna say that as the person that's been cheated on a lot you don't owe me anything. You really don't. If this was the... He ma- he made a bad call. I'm in a relationship with this person yeah. and this person chose to step out or betray me. This has nothing to do with you. Yeah. In this situation for with Lydia and Kelsey, Lydia actively went after 100%. her after her ex <laughs> and, yeah. and then didn't stop there. Yes. Waited till she knew Kelsey was like at rock bottom and then told her about it yeah. and then lied about things that weren't even true to just hurt her feelings. That's a whole other level. That's where it's like... For very different. Yeah. We have two funerals going on. A thousand percent. You know? That's so embarrassing for you. That is so embarrassing yes. for you. No, I was. it was never like, I'm going to steal you from this. Per-. It's like sure, I yeah. had, it would be one drunken night at some party that felt like we were in a movie and it happened. And then it's like, hey, let's never talk about this again. You know, it stays between you and me, kid. And I'm like 21 and I'm like, okay. And is then, that a, and they is marry that a male these, thing? They marry these women. Oh, God. They stay with them. I, I've seen it from afar and up close. And it's, I don't know. And I've you've never thought to to write a letter and be never, like never 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 not thing. my biz not my business that is your guys's thing if you want to carry that guilt i am not in your relationship i sh- i made a bad call when i was 20 years old but also i don't feel that responsible for the decisions that you made together with me and i don't know i'm such a romantic hot i was there i just i was letting life as our friend chelsea says mm-hmm. i was letting life happen to me yeah and in i don't i think it when you're young that's what you're supposed to do have affairs get fucked over like figure it out because now i look back and I'm like that was so tumultuous and gave me uh, the songs that I wrote about it it. and it's very I have a lot of fill my cup relationships and stuff especially when I was younger that was what really filled my I have to write about this I have a song inside of me you know that was all from having moments like that what's the biggest 
difference for you between dating men and women? The obvious answer is that just women are so soft. So it's really like it's such a different, I mean, just kissing a woman. I think that's the thing that I hear a lot of like straight women say when they're like, I love a beard. I love to like feel a man's face. I'm sorry. What woman has ever said that? People are down. You know what I'm saying? They love the scruffy, the stuff. Elliot. (laughs) I love a beard. Elliot, you're safe with me. I'm like, well, there goes my sound. (laughs) (laughs) I have heard that from women talking about that the feel is so different and it spooks them. And they're like, ooh, like, oh my God, she's so, and it's different and that's what's scary. So I I understand that. It's funny. I've been in this relationship with a man who I love so much and is my life partner. Wouldn't want to spend my life with literally anybody else. 20 out of 10 would return in every lifetime obsessed. And also I'm into women and I don't have that in my life. Yeah. So I sometimes, you know, I've had moments where I'm like, can I even be gay if I'm in this relationship? You know what I mean? Like, is that even true? Is that even in me? Is that real? And then I'll have moments. I'm going to call her the fuck out because I think she'll love it. I have moments with my really close female friends who sometimes I'm like, oh, whoa, I'm into you. And I would never, uh, you know, it's uh, that's not what it's about. Of course. But also, you like, have to have you. that I'm feeling. I'm so flattered. And that's why anytime, I came here today. Anytime. Rory. <laughs> I want to discuss something with you. Um, By the way, I would be thrilled. <laughs> I would be a generous lover. Um, I, my friend Rosie, who's a beautiful oh, woman. And a very talented musician. Incredible singer. Yeah. We've been friends. She came on tour with me. I'm obsessed with her. I love being her friend. I love our wine drunk dinner nights where we just sit for literally six hours at a dinner table. They're like, we're closing up. Can you please leave? That kind of friendship mm-hmm. is really important to me. Yeah. That is also, those are also the makings of the beginnings of something else if that's your preference. Right. And Rosie is not into women. And I am in a and relationship. You're and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, so but is she. It's like, so that's we're not even talking about that. Yeah. But I dropped her home, like such a dude, too. Do you know what I mean? I'm in my Jeep. I'm like, let me drive you home, baby. You know, she's in my front seat of my car, and we're talking. We pull up and we pull up outside her house, and we sit and we talk in the car for another hour because we're obsessed with each other. But at one point, she's talking and she's leaning forward and kind of looking at me as she's telling me the story. And I looked at her, and in my brain, I was like, Are we gonna kiss right now? And then I was like, No, yeah. she's not. Not even giving me that. That's just me. That's me being like, For sure. I want to kiss this woman. She's so beautiful. I'm into her. And I'm like, cool, I have to I have to let myself have the reality of my life. I think that is so important. And the idea that you're going to be in a long-term relationship and never have impulses or never have feelings is so or, wildly... Or never feel validated about this huge part of my identity right. just because that's not what I'm practicing in oh, the moment. Oh, look, people coming for you being <laughs> not gay or whatever can go fuck off. Well, like, it's also funny. It's like... There, who there... gets to be the authority on that? Totally. Of, of course, and I understand... I don't know. I, I also, I see there was this account, LOL, LOL. I can't believe we're talking about this. I really am telling you anything. That's so funny. There was this account on Instagram that's like a le- like a lesbian style account. And they posted one of my red carpet pics. And all of the comments are women being like, LOL, when you find out she's straight. And everybody's like, throw up faces. So upset. And I wanted to be like, ladies, I identify as queer, okay? I've been in a relationship with a man for seven years. I'm sorry. The way that I feel like I have to ex- like explain myself. <sighs> that's really frustrating. Is- fine and I understand it well, why and I, is that fine because I can ima- I can put myself such a Libra I can put myself in the shoes of somebody else who has never had a feeling for a man in her whole life and loves women and identifies as a lesbian and that is their culture and their community and their vibe and they see me outside of that thing that they know as themselves and I look different and I'm like but I'm kind of one of you and they're like hold the phone no you're not I guess I just think that I get that it could be challenging 
changing. Sure. I understand. I do. I want to give that. And then because of that, I'm such a people pleaser. I'm like, well, maybe I'm, am I lying? Is that even, am I not this thing? And then I'll try and kiss Rosie in the car. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty gay. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think the jury is not out anymore. Like it, it's real. And I'm allowing myself to say that and be comfortable in that. I'm obsessed with that. And my gender expression is like a whole nother layer of that now. Cause now I think I- it's something that is so special. And it, as your friend, it has been such a privilege to watch you evolve and I think something that really I look forward to in a long-term relationship is evolving with another person in Mm -hmm. that way Mm -hmm. and I get to watch you do that as a friend and also as a fan Mm -hmm. not to be cheesy but I thank you for coming on and sharing all of this because watching you and Zach and that relationship and how I met you to where you are now isn't it crazy like you really are don't you look back at me and Zach at 23 and 27 or 28 however it was a little messy I'm not even gonna be so messy It was was messy. And to think that we made it through is so heartening. You couldn't have, you wouldn't have paid me, even when I was in it, being like, I love this man and I'm sticking by him, even though this is really messy right now. You couldn't have paid me a million dollars to tell me that we actually would have made it through. I'm like, there's going to be a point where this no longer works for me and Zach and I will go our separate ways and I'll love him forever. I will not be with this man anymore. And what is it? It's just showing up and continuing to... When he got sober, he made me a promise and it was, you know, I was kind of, you know, fool me. That's the thing with being in a relationship with someone who's, you know, dealing with addiction is fool me once shame on you. Fool me 10 gajillion times. I'm a dumb bitch and you're never going to change. And I love Uh-oh, you. That sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much and I cannot fix you. Yeah. And I got to that point and he said he was going to get sober and I was like, we've done this thing a million times before and he really did it. And I was like, okay, we can have a conversation. And when we had that conversation, the number one thing he promised me is that he would spend the rest of his life making it up to me and being the man that he knows that he can be and that I have always thought that he was. And I was kind of like, cool, prove it. Do you know what I mean? I'll believe it when I fucking see it. And I said that. I was such a savage bitch. It was lit. Because I was like, I love you and I'm not, I can't pretend like this is working anymore. Yeah. And so I finally got really clear. And that's, again, when I finally know what I want, I am really, really dedicated to that thing. And I'm really proud of myself for that because it gave me a lot of confidence in myself and knowing that I can make my life, that I'm going to be okay no matter what. And that was, I think, also a huge thing that he and I both needed to separate to go through to know that we're choosing each other. Wow. As opposed to we've been in this for eight years and we just never thought that it would yeah. be. Yeah. And so when we finally, when he made me those promises, I was like, fucking prove it. And he has literally every day since. I love that so it's much. It's so crazy. It's so, it's so crazy. And I told my really, one of my best friends who's getting married to her college sweetheart in the fall. I'm one of her bridesmaids. Her name's Amelia. They had been separated for a while. They broke up after college. Some stuff went down. They weren't sort of on speaking to, they weren't cool for mm. a while. And during COVID, he sort of came back around and she was having a conversation with me about it being like, I don't know. I- I'm not sure. And I looked at her so earnestly and I was like I I know I'm a romantic but I am living proof in second chances that people change wow they really can not everybody will but people really can and grow and you know but don't wait you you, you didn't wait 100% she had a whole life out on her having her own experiences and I'm glad that they didn't try to fight it out the whole time because it would never have worked and ended up this way but when he came back into her life and she was sort of like nah I was like listen I'm just saying people really can be the people 
people that you want them to be when they decide to do that for you. And if he wants to do that for you, I don't know, babe. I'm just saying. And she called me a couple months later being like, you saying that to me fully reignited our relationship. I was about to use him and lose him because fuck him. And fully, the two of us now have been able to like find this beautiful thing. And I'm obsessed with them and they're getting married. And it's like one of my favorite relationships of my, that my friends have. Are you going to sing Somebody Loves You? I don't know. She hasn't asked me to sing. I'm sure I will. Amelia, I'm get baking. On it. I'm baking their wedding cake, though. <sighs> Speed round questions. Okay. Your favorite killer move. What's a move that you make that always works? I'm really tall. And so if I just, if I head over to a lady and I just like really stand up to my full height and just like act a little bit like a dad, it's kind of a foolproof. It's really just being myself. I'm sorry that that's the answer, but it is. Obsessed. Okay. <laughs> date killer. What kills a date? I gave you this answer already and it's my number one answer. Telling Joy me, killer. Joy killer. If I'm having fun and you're that makes you uncomfortable, it's never going to work, babe. Bye. <laughs> One thing you're working on, your weapon of choice, when you feel backed up against a corner that you're trying to change. I'm not ready to have this conversation right now. I'm really overwhelmed. I don't have the words for how I'm feeling. I need a second. Can I, can you give me 30 minutes to breathe and think about this and then come back and talk to me? I love that. Protection. What is your self-love practice or one of the self-love practices? I self-soothe physically. So I will just like the quiet hand on my own arm, hand on my own leg, just rubbing myself. It looks, maybe it looks spooky and creepy, but I'll, in a conversation or in a fight, if I'm feeling really like shutting down, feeling feeling the life pass from me. I don't know if this happens to you. When, when really intense things, I fully feel my life force leaving me and I just start to slowly fall. I could curl up and sleep for two hours. It takes all of the energy from my body away from me and I'm instantly tired, depressed, cannot move. Mm. And that's not useful when you need to work through intense things and be present and have a conversation and be patient for the other person to say all the things they need to say to get it out. And sometimes I just halfway through someone else talking to me about things that are intense, I just start to perish. So that's my that's my self-soothe. Don't perish. Stay present. Stay here. Everything's fine. You're having a difficult conversation. You need to keep moving through. Final question. Killer advice. What is the best dating advice you've ever been given? Mm. <laughs> my instinct was... Um, the best dating advice I've ever been given or that I think I can give is the sentence, I'm listening to you and I hear you. And I want you to understand that I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. Because that's most of the time, most arguments can be solved with actually listening. And I thought I was a great listener. Turns out I'm really bad at it. <laughs> Turns out I'm constantly shutting my ears off and running around in my mind palace on my own, having my own little, you know, fun and dandy time. So turn your fucking ears on and put yourself in that person's position. And all it takes is to be like, I can totally understand why you would feel that way. Mm -hmm. And now I see you. I'm so good. I can do it with Kel. What's her name? The fucking Lydia. I can, I can put myself in Lydia's shoes in this fucking story, but I can't do it for my husband because I'm like thinking about myself and being selfish mm. so that's my my advice is like just stop thinking about yourself for 10 seconds and actually try to hear the other person betty who thank you is that it so much i don't want to leave okay thank you <laughs> i love you okay i love you i adore you and I you have you. been the soundtrack to so many people's love lives yeah that i hope it's that true. people got a little bit of insight and also i swear to god if anybody comes for her <laughs> I don't I'm also fucking go for it whatever everybody can feel how they want to feel I'm just trying to be cool with how I feel it's while just, hitting the mic just mic have drop. to deal with me yeah oh I, I was I said this before we were on camera I said there is nobody that I would like to be on the worst side of less than you and me I'll you're the to top that. of my list of people not to make an enemy out of <laughs> one million percent what a way to end the episode you know what I'm saying <laughs> don't fuck with this bitch damn <laughs> I love you, I love you. <laughs> thank you <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god.
we did it. Hey guys, if you have a question you would like to submit or you have a story you would like to share, I would love to hear from you. And remember, everything is 100% anonymous unless, you know, you don't want it to be. And if you like this episode, please consider subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It really does help and it means so much to me. Thanks again for listening and see you next Tuesday. (laughs) 